All right, somewhere around there. That'll be fine. Oh, but now I lost all my windows. Oh God, come back. Oh dear. It's fine. Everything is a mess. We're, we're fine. We're doing our best. We're certainly trying. Hi, Aaron. I would say, how are you? But offline, we just had a whole conversation about how we're like, fine, <laughs> but not ideal. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone has those days. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes mistakes. I feel like this is going down some kind of lyric or poem line <laughs> yeah. that I am not picking up on because I'm not Are you 100%. telling me you don't recognize the American masterpiece that is Nobody's Perfect by Hannah Montana? No, I do not because I am not a youth. Wow. <laughs> Next time, I'll, I'll bring some Hannah Montana fan fiction, and then we can truly dive into her discography. Uh, must we? <laughs> is that a thing we must I, do? I think it is imperative that we that we educate you, you know? This podcast is for educational purposes as well. Um, <laughs> I'm unavailable for further notice. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave your name and number and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Beep. <laughs> this mailbox is full. Sorry. Oh man, if that's not the the truest <laughs> like recording, that's hilarious. Yep. So Aaron, well first of all, welcome back to the Fick List everyone. Woohoo, we're back. We are we are a little worse for wear, but we are we're here. We're still kicking. We should clarify that like Good things have happened miraculously yes. in between our last recording and now. In fact, we took a little bit of a break because we had so much pent up like anxiety and feelings about the good things that happened that we just both were like, we got to like sit down for a minute. <laughs> we need to collectively process the trauma of the last four years and five days. Yeah. You know? And like we wanted to take the weekend to celebrate that Joe Biden won the election regardless of how you feel about it emotionally people the facts are that he won and uh we're super excited about that and then we also i I don't know about you but i feel like a lot of things started crashing basically like immediately after that party was over like we all were really happy for like 24 hours Uh and then it was like okay now everything is terrible again (laughs) and that was hard to process because like we're so used to bad things just happening all the time that we've kind of been desensitized to it and then i think we had that like one moment of levity and we remembered what it was like to feel joy as a collective and then going back to being like oh yeah shit's still terrible was really hard yeah it's almost like in this particular case the the day we took to celebrate was just (laughs) it just hurt us more than it helped in the long run yeah but which is really awful to stop and think about uh-huh. like collectively we have forgotten what joy feels like mm-hmm. yeah and like i've been reading a lot of takes which were smart from people who've been doing civil rights work and general sort of activism work for a long time and they were like hold tight to the moments of joy because they're fleeting and they get uh-huh. you through the there's always like pushback and that's pretty much immediately what we fell into and so i've been trying to follow that advice but it's hard guys so like i hope this episode we can just reclaim a little bit of just sort of a general joy not necessarily political because this doesn't really have anything to do with politics but like just a little bit of happy fun things because i think we need it again if nothing else friends remember the holidays are coming Mm. it's 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 christmas it is now christmas merry christmas everyone alan 
this episode is going to go out around thanksgiving your point which means i technically can't sassafras you because i did tell you that you could have christmas after thanksgiving no 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 no. we said after halloween don't try to sneak in a little a sneaky little timeline change i refuse to accept these facts as true roll the clip caitlin roll the clip no no oh we should tell the listeners at home that you finally met caitlin because i ambushed you with i met caitlin you thank you for saying it exactly how it was there i was at a friend at a collective friends like socially distant uh birthday barbecue potluck thingy Mm -hmm. it was also a costume like party i was no one told me about i was it was on the facebook post i don't read the facebook post well that is your issue (laughs) (laughs) i was one of three people that were in costume and if anyone knows the the movie midsommar and the May Queen outfit, Google it. That is what I was wearing. To be fair, you looked cape. incredible. I mean, it was wonderful. That is very kind, and I am very proud of it. But I, <laughs> there I was stuffing my face with a pulled pork, <laughs> a pulled chicken sandwich, and Aaron walks up with this lovely person and says, "Hey, I want you to meet Caitlin." And I was like, mm? "Hello." <laughs> Mouth full of chick pulled chicken, just like drops. Truly, I was not. You literally like, what the fuck? And I was like, "This is the greatest day of my life." I was not mentally prepared, but it was an absolute joy to finally meet Caitlin. We had a great time. We had some great conversations. Mm-hmm. And now I can ask Caitlin to roll the tape. Yeah, even though she doesn't have access to any of our recordings because she's not part of the creation process of this podcast. She'll find a but way. But I'm sure she would. She would roll the tape for you. She like she would enjoy sassafrassing me enough to help you in that endeavor. You know what I mean? Oh, that's what I'm counting on. Like any I've good friend. I've got a new ally. Yeah, like <laughs> any true like ride or die friend, she's here to like sassafrass the shit out of me. Which is the best. I mean, that's also our friendship in a nutshell, right? Like, that's how that goes. Exactly. (laughs) Other people are not allowed to make fun of you, but I 100% am. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, this whole intro has nothing to do with the episode at hand. Well, actually, mm, I retract that statement. There we go. There we go. This episode is about a tag that is meeting the family it is it is meeting the family you met caitlin so (gasps) oh yeah that worked out i love that yeah are we the ficklist family i love that we can be Ooh, do y'all want ficklist fam (gasps) like should that be a thing we'll put on a sticker i think that should be a thing i think i I love that evelyn do you want to draw something Anybody? It's not, it ain't gonna be pretty. I will do it, but it ain't gonna yeah, be pretty. Yeah, if I do it, it's gonna be like a little stick figure with a smiley face that says hashtag FickleSpam in my shitty handwriting. So, like, can we upgrade <laughs> from that, please? Honestly, though, I think that fashion's coming back, you know? <laughs> what, the really shitty... Uh, like, really intentionally shitty? not gray graphic design. <laughs> I think you're just saying that to assuage my inferiority in the art world um, feelings. But I appreciate that you're trying to make me feel better. It's my job. Yeah. It's my job. Isn't it? So back to our tag, me yeah. and the family. <laughs> yeah. We decided last year we did Thanksgiving. And this huh? year we wanted to do something like Thanksgiving adjacent, mm-hmm. you know, because you think Thanksgiving. To me, I feel like there is essentially two holidays, maybe three holidays that you bring like a significant other to, like to mm-hmm. uh, to. There's a Spanish word called convivir which is like essentially live amongst but the word is supposed to be like you know you get to like enjoy being around your partner and and your family Mm. and it's that wonderful feeling and those are thanksgiving christmas and 
New Year's, I would say, because New Year's has always been like a big family tradition as far as Mexican American culture goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we thought meeting the family is a good is a good tag for this time of year. I agree, and also just in general, I think a lot. <sighs> yep, I got nothing else to contribute. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, I Aaron... think I nothing. Head empty. Keep talking. <laughs> Have you read many Meet the Family, like, fix? Because I feel like it's it's almost like a niche, you know? Like, it's yeah. it can you can find it, but it's usually wrapped up into larger or more obvious tags. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think I've read a lot of Meet the Family scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've read a lot of, you know, specific Meet the Family, like, fix, where that was the thesis of what was happening. Yeah. I will say... Our original, original thought was found family. Like, we were going to do something like that. So from that perspective, I have actually read a lot more. Like, I introduce my, you know, this person who's important to me to, like, my found family because that's a very queer Mm. thing to do. So I think from that perspective, I've read a lot of Meet the Family stuff, but it's usually in the context of found family. Um, We decided against that because we were also like, um, how are we supposed to do That's not a tag that we're going to be able to find either. I don't know that either one was actually easier than the other. I just think we decided that Meet the Family like was going to be easier to find. I don't know. Yeah, I also think Found the Family uh, lends itself a little more to like a shorter fic yeah because i think the the theme of found family is so like layered and nuanced that it mm-hmm. needs a longer form fic to really expand right. into yeah because you have to build that found family up yeah 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 so i didn't like have a good meet the family in my back pocket i had to find one which is my least favorite place to be <laughs> it's always a good week when Aaron and I both have to look for a fic. It bothers me immensely when I don't have the thing in 3,000 AO3 tags that I somehow magically don't have the tag. I'm positive I have a fic with a good meet the family scene Mm -hmm. somewhere in those tags, but it's not tagged that way because I don't think it was like the central thesis. Of course, I was going to be like, I know that I have fics where like Elliot has to go meet Quentin's father. Like I know that for a fact, Uh but those aren't meet the family fics. And also if I send Alan a magician's fic, he will punch me through Skype. So (laughs) (laughs) how do I do this? So I went and I had to look like a little gremlin and I was unhappy about it, but I did it. You did it. In fact, should we should we start with you since we're on the subject? Yeah, we can. Do you mean me, what I sent you, or me talk about yeah, what, what you, you sent me? me. Yeah, 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 let's do that. Great. So the fic that Aaron sent me is called A Night Full of Romance Serene. It is on AO3, and it is written by The Good, The Bad, and The Nerdy. Uh, it is a To All the Boys I've Loved Before fic. With the Peter Kavinsky and Lara Jean ship. And the summary reads, Anonymous asked, Kavinsky at prom night and or the first time that Lara Jean introduces Peter to Margot properly. It's not creepy for me to ask to meet my little sister's boyfriend, Lara Jean. Lara Jean threw her hands up in exasperation. It is when you demand, and I quote, five minutes alone with him to scope out his intentions. Even dad didn't do this. So it goes from a prompt into an excerpt summary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because there's, a, there's a, a lovely little typo here for exasperation. Oh, I didn't even read that. My brain was I just it. like, it's fine. We can flip those words back or, or those letters back around for you. I fixed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So the fic, uh, as it as it says in the prompt, I think that the person uh, that uh, the good, the bad, and the nerdy did a really good job in kind of marrying a prom night with uh, meet like the sis, the elder sister prompt. I think it was done really beautifully. So the fic does start with Laura Jean kind of having a discussion with Margot, being like, "I do not want to introduce you. Let's not make a big deal out of this." And Margot being like, "Listen." I need to do this. Like, I need to know the intentions of this of this boy. Because, you know, she's filling in for uh, their mom who's passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I understand, as an older brother, I understand where that protective, like, I should meet the people you're spending time with mentality comes from. Then you have Kitty come in and also vouch for Peter. So I have a few things. One, one of them being... I found it a little strange, and to be frank, I read this this morning when I woke up. Sure. So maybe I was we like, are like the pinnacle of prepared here. We are the presidents of uh, procrastinators unite tomorrow. Yeah, I have absolutely. <laughs> it took me a minute. <laughs> I have absolutely no ground to uh, sassfrost you on this because I read these very late last night. But I'm just gonna sassfrost you anyway because again, that's my right <laughs> as your friend. I love it. Uh, so maybe my like maybe I wasn't warmed up to human interaction yet or something. Mm-hmm. But I found it so the the way that Kitty talks about Peter and like their relationship, Kitty being Laura Jean's younger sister who's in the sixth or seventh grade, was a little weird to me. Oh like, yeah, no, I'm they, with you. They like she texted, she texts him, and he texts her like uh-huh. a picture of him pouting so that she waits for him so that they can both watch Sailor Moon together, and I'm like. That's a little weird. That's a little weird for a junior slash senior in high school to be texting a like seventh grader. Yep. And I, I would like someone who has read the book to come forward and tell me if maybe they were like childhood friends and maybe like Kitty played with Peter when they were younger and maybe like it's more of a like the family element is more pronounced. But I think from the fic... I didn't get that. Like, I didn't get that they used to be childhood friends or anything. So it's extra. It's like a little weird. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with that. I don't like stand by this fic as like the most perfect thing ever. The way that I sometimes like will lay myself on the hill. This <laughs> yeah. was very much just like the thing that I chose. <laughs> um, yeah. And I would agree that the way that this relationship is framed is it, it's not intentionally weird, but it does read a little weird. And in the movie, they walk a pretty good line of being like, Kitty is a very inquisitive, very sort of like nosy, super nosy, inserts herself into like Laura Jean's life Mm -hmm. in a way that is probably more forward than would be appropriate in real life. It's exaggerated for the purposes of the film. Right. And Peter does have to like win over Kitty in order to like... Get to actually win over Laura Jean because Laura Jean puts so much value in her family. Yeah. So I think that just got translated weird in this fic, and it mm-hmm. it's not reading with the same sort of intention. Yeah. As like with that back thing, and you probably still haven't seen this movie, right? Actually, I watched <gasps> it last night. Wow. Okay. Cool. I know. So Very she's coming in with knowledge <laughs> for like the first. Time. Absolutely <laughs> rude, <laughs> rude and churlish. I <laughs> consider it. I don't care. No, but anyway, I mean, I think if you've watched this movie recently, then I think you can either agree or disagree with me on that. But I think that was probably what it was attempting and just didn't quite hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, that's a really good 
really good point. So yeah, the fix starts out with uh, Margot and Lord Margot trying to get Lauren Jean to introduce her to Peter as her boyfriend, and Kitty coming to Peter's defense and being like, "But look, this is him. Like, you know, he's really cool and stuff." And Lauren Jean finally being like, "Fine, I'll ask." And Peter, she asked Peter, and Peter's like, "Yeah, I'd love to." Uh, kind of skimming, kind of skimming, kind of skimming. <laughs> um, Peter comes to dinner with uh, the the Song Kovi clan, and it's lovely and. He immediately wins over Margot because apparently they have similar music tastes and all goes well. And we love it. It was very cute. Mm-hmm. There, I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't, I shouldn't gloss over the actual meeting of the, of the family because that is the whole theme. It's fine. But it, it's very like, it's adorable because Peter is like actually putting, like he wears a nicer shirt and he's like super nervous mm-hmm. and he gets to the door and Kitty's like, you should actually do something about your hair. And he, Peter says, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I knew there was something I was forgetting. <laughs> um, yeah, so the meeting the family goes well. I mean, the the advantage here for Peter is that he has known them. I think this is, it feels very small town. Like mm-hmm. even the movie, like everyone kind of knows their neighbors and stuff. So they kind of, He's uh, they already knew him and yeah. it was an easy easy win I will say. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Laura Jean and Peter definitely knew each other when they were younger because they had that whole thing about Jen hates yes. uh, Laura Jean because Laura Jean and Peter like kissed at an eighth grade party. Mm-hmm. That whole like shtick where and Laura Jean was like it literally means nothing like we were children. Yep. And I mean okay that was like th- two years ago maybe for them, <laughs> but uh, Laura Jean's like it literally doesn't matter. And Jen is like, it will always matter. Like, it blah, will blah, blah. always matter. Because Jen's a bitch, but you know, whatever. Right, right. I watched this with a friend and I was like, she needs to get over it. And a friend was like, mm-hmm. but you tell me if you were in seventh grade and your friend kissed your crush, wouldn't you have reacted the same way? And I'm like, some points are made. Some some points were made. Would I have carried it into high school? No, because I'm not a hateful person, but I understand. <laughs> First of all, I don't believe you for a second. I think you would still know that person's name, date of birth, and social security number. I would, but I would not antagonize them. <laughs> second of all, I might be too asexual for this question because I was like, I did not have a crush in seventh grade. <laughs> so it would have been fine because I was just like out there living my life, probably reading emo fan fiction on uh, Quizilla at the time. That was probably what oh, I was doing. I loved Quizilla. Reading Rip like pan- Quizilla. Uh, Panic at the Disco slash. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so preparations for prom are underway um <laughs> it's really cute you you have these scenes with Margot and peter like f- first the corsage and then Margot like calling right before to ask if he has the plan and peter being like yes i have thought about everything within an inch of its life <laughs> like here is the itinerary and we we're all set and there's a lovely scene where he comes in this really now it's just a prom fic mm-hmm. and we love a good prom fic um laura jean comes down in a beautiful dress peter kavinsky is i also don't know why i, I insist on saying his full name i think because laura jean has two names and i just feel like peter kavinsky should have two i think she also refers to him as peter kavinsky all the time in the in the movie so oh good you know how sometimes there are just people that have full names like you just call them by their full name yeah like that's just a thing that happens it's like you're just a full name person i don't know what to tell you a full name person i love that so yeah so peter so peter is like speechless when she comes in pins the corsage it's lovely and they go to the waffle house (laughs) chris tries to talk them into like hang out at the waffle house instead of going to prom very like nope we're going to prom 
They go to prom, and as they get there, as they're parking, it starts to rain. Mm. And it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I missed... Uh, sorry. I'm looking at the fic as I go. I missed the part where, as Peter Kavinsky is, like, admiring how Laura Jean looks, and after he puts the corsage on, he pulls out a, sl- a piece of paper and asks for a pen mm-hmm. and writes Laura Jean a note that says, you look beautiful, love you, Nina. <laughs> it's so... It's a very sweet way of saying I love you and a really lovely callback to the film and the book. Yeah, it, that's a nice little, like, canon touch. Yeah. So now, back to the back to prom. They've parked. It starts to rain. And Peter laughs, like, almost losing his shit because he's like, of course, I didn't look at the weather. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so funny. I love the idea of someone trying so hard to make an evening perfect. And then, I mean, obviously, you can try to plan for everything, but... It doesn't always work out like way, that way. Mm-hmm. So that was sweet. And they run to the gym under his, like, suit jacket. And then they kiss. And that's the end of the fic. It was lovely. Yep. So let me look at my notes. We love notes. We love some notes. I don't... There was not many. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of notes for these either. But I have noticed recently. I don't know about you. But my memory is just, like, shot now. Yeah. Like, it's just bad. Yeah. I was I, like, oh, I can't just regurgitate stuff anymore. Like, I have to write things down now. Yeah, yeah. 2020 is taking its toll. I was like, am I old or is it 2020? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, or is this, like... No, I, I fully believe it's 2020. Yeah. The, like, the emotional carnage of 2020 has just rendered my brain a little bit less useful than it was before. So, I felt like... I feel... I'm, I feel slightly bad about this. Um, I felt like the grammar was a little strange mm-hmm. in places. And I I felt like it threw off the rhythm of the fic for me a few times. So in particular, I have there's this paragraph near the beginning where when it's still the conversation between Margot and Lara Jean. And I'll read it to you. It says, There's an unspoken wavelength between them, one that shares an image of the same woman, has a conversation about the weights the elder absorbed too early and can't shake, the guilt the younger harbors for making the other worry in any way. And I think, I think they're they're trying to be like a real. It, it's trying to be like poetic and emotional and evocative of you know the relationship between two sisters after the mother has died. Mm-hmm. And I think because none of the rest of the text isn't written as like poetically, it kind of falls short. Mm-hmm. And I felt that every now and then we dipped into that, and I was. It just throws off the groove a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was just a little minor thing, but I, it was definitely enough for me to notice and be like, mm, okay. Yeah. Like, not that it detracted anything from how delightful the fic was and how, like, fluffy and cute. And I loved it. You know, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I'm what i also realizing after I finished reading the fic is I don't think I'm in love with this, like, pairing. Like, the Laura Jean <laughs> Peter Kavinsky, like... To all the boys I've loved before, thing I, I, I was like, I don't know if it's just because I came to the party too late or not, but I, I'm not like a fan. Mm-hmm. Also, here's my here's my review of To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Yeah, I I liked the film, but I did not love it. I don't think, mm-hmm. and I think part of it is it came out in 2018, and I think. It's. I was so shocked by how much it was a fake dating AU, mm-hmm. and I think you've told me that, or I read a fic that you sent from this fandom, and I was like, whoa, it's fake dating. But I was shook by how much it was a fake dating AU. The problem is that, to me, I think that there wasn't enough space in the film to really, like, delve into the, like, fake dating, um, like, the tension that 
that builds up in a fake dating relationship. I feel like from the get-go, Laura Jean and Peter Kavinsky are like good friends. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really buy that they are that they hadn't been friends or that they hadn't spoken very at great length before. They were just so comfortable around each other immediately that I was like, where's the tension? Where's the like I wanna I wanna anticipate the kiss at the end and to me it felt like they were in love pretty quickly mm-hmm. and i think part of it is that they, they tried to condense so much of the book into the film and it's a it's a decent length film it's an hour and 40 minutes but it just fell short and i wonder if it's if i would have enjoyed this more in 2018 because i feel since then we've had quite a few successful and wonderful films that take fan fiction tropes mm-hmm. and like execute them like to a T. Mm-hmm. And so that I think that's just what I realized is I'm not I'm not in love with the pairing. I appreciate it for what it is and what it has done, but it might not be for me. Yeah, that's all fair. I also feel like I initially loved this movie and I still think it has a really important place, particularly as a film that centers Asian American women at its core, which is very atypical and very sort of rare in a sad way. But the original film is just so centered on this like wonderful mixed race family and they have this complicated relationship with everybody. (laughs) Everything is a little complicated, but it's so sort of like loving and wonderful that I think there's real value to this film just in the cultural zeitgeist. But also, did you watch the sequel? No. And I asked the friend that I was with who had seen the sequel. And she's like, I think it's frustrating. And then she gave me a few points. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be frustrating to me. Yeah, I feel very similarly where now that I have seen the sequel, I look back at the original film with a little bit more frustration Mm. and a little bit more like I can kind of see how the original film setup would lead to where they went in the sequel and it actually sort of like somewhat negatively impacts my reading of uh, Laura Jean and Peter's relationship in the original film Mm. which is fascinating because that's what happens in fan fiction all the time with sequels (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's literally what happened in our last episode where we were like don't read the sequel (laughs) Um, that's true but sequels are hard to pull off they are and they also if you they they go back and they color the way that you read the originals too like almost always they almost always do that so yeah i'm kind of with you on this if I'm honest with you, I, I picked this very late at night because I needed to pick a fic and send it your way. And I just wanted to revisit this fandom because I hadn't we hadn't yeah. talked about it in a while and it had changed a little bit, which was kind of fun. And it it is sort of interesting. I think it's also this film reads differently now that we've also had a number of very successful and interesting and culturally relevant Netflix adaptations and Netflix films specifically. Yeah. So I remember this being sort of the first that went mm-hmm. really, w- became really popular and it went really well. I agree. And then there was a series of like not good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. Um, And then they came back around and they, I think they've kind of figured out what their niche is. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's, it's interesting to me also from the sort of like meta contextual influence of that to like go back to this and be like, yeah, but it's not like it doesn't have it no longer holds the same weight mm-hmm. because when you compare it to something like, for example, Dumplin'. Oh, uh, love Dumplin'. Which just like absolutely shattered me. Yeah. Which you could have a whole conversation about how that actually like Dumplin' in general speaks more to my lived experience than to all the boys I lived before I did. So that could probably be partially why. Sure. Um, But like you know when when you've had other successful films after this one like again it goes back and it sort of shifts your relationship with it because it's not the only anymore so you can kind of see it 
and see its growing pains a little bit more. Right. I, I, I do think that you're right in in recognizing that this was a film that shattered that glass ceiling for other films mm-hmm. like Don't Want to Come Forth. And I think mm-hmm. for that, it is very appreciated. And I I will say I'm excited. I would like to del- delve into this fandom a bit more, maybe in a longer form fic, yeah. and maybe see if my if my thoughts would change. But yep. yeah, other other... Although, uh, other than that, I enjoyed myself. I thought this was very cute, mm-hmm. very uh, hit the nail on the head about the meeting the parents, uh, despite the, meeting the family. Because, well, I mean, I guess he, she met, he met the dad. But the, even in the film, the dad was kind of, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, he's very white bread, which is fine. I mean, <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. And it was, it's really about meeting Marco, who is like, yeah. his sister. And I also thought that was kind of interesting, where it's like, it's not meeting the parents. It's actually meeting the family. And like, mm-hmm. that dynamic is different than meeting the parents. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, um, very good. I would give this like, I would say a 2.8 out of 5. Mm-hmm. If we have to run it up, it would be a 3. Though. You don't have to do anything. We set the rules of this, remember? I've been doing, I've been doing, so I've gotten on Goodreads recently because mm-hmm. I'm trying to read a lot more and I'm doing a, a decent job at it. But Goodreads doesn't let you do halves. Oh, it's like, it. so it's either three or four or two or three. So that's why I think in my, my mind, I was like, I don't remember if we do <laughs> 0.5s or 0.8s. So you should be, uh, it should be able to be whatever you want it to be. I mean, that's not how any rating system works, but you yeah. hear that Goodreads? Are they owned by Amazon? Are they corporate shills? I have no clue. Is that why? Possibly. Well, I think they are. And if that case, you know, that's why it's because Amazon sucks. True. If they aren't owned by Amazon, then Goodreads, you have no excuse. <laughs> you have some splaining to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Yay. So Aaron, what did I send you? You sent me a fan fiction. I did. Yep. Because that's what we talk about. <laughs> It's called Small Talk on AO3 by author Quaffles, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming means they write some Harry Potter, too. <laughs> this is not a Harry Potter fic. This is a shameless fic. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Ian Gallagher and Mickey Milkovich, which, of course, it is. There is no, there isn't really any other major ship out of that ship. There's show. no other ship. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. I sense Alan has strong feelings in this regard, but I'm going to keep talking because it's super Please fun. Please do. Uh, the summary of this fic says, Ian has a hard time convincing his boyfriend, Mickey, to come over for a Friday night family dinner. And the word boyfriend, like, it ends at boyf <laughs> with a dash. <laughs> and then yep. italicized Mickey. Like, it's very careful then to be, like, not boyfriend. Yep. Which is real funny it is a great summary because it absolutely sets everything up in the fewest words possible yeah and it's awesome like i love that the tone yeah yeah totally sets the tone totally rocks i will confess Mm -hmm. i have not seen shameless but i have seen every scene between ian and mickey in youtube (laughs) compilations there's a 45 minute youtube video that you can watch that just goes through the whole relationship and you don't have to watch any of the rest of the show oh my god so, i love you so much as a human being thanks here's my relationship with shameless uh-huh. uh my roommate loves to watch tv shows and she randomly started watching this one one night and so whenever i would go out and make dinner uh, I would catch like bits of episodes in the living room. This show is so depressing. Yeah. How do people sit and watch it? I 
every bit I caught was just devastating and I hated it. Yeah. So I did, I read a lot, I read, I read like the wiki for Ian and Mickey. Yeah. And that's, that's the extent of my knowledge on it. Yeah. This show has an interesting, I mean, from the like 45 minutes I've watched of, of it, <laughs> it's an interesting take on the experience of being both, to be having like meeting the intersection of like white poverty and being queer and what mental illness looks like in that situation and there's a lot of really big issues at play in the show mm-hmm. that can get really dark but yep. also plays as dark humor a lot because there's no other way for this family or these people to get through it other than to just like upset like accept that their lives are a little absurd and like it's hard to get through some of it because you're like, oh, wow, you guys are, like, objectively miserable. <laughs> yep. But it's also really real in that sense. Like, people live difficult lives, mm-hmm. and this doesn't shy away from a lot of the difficult things that can happen That's in that true. situation, which is fun and interesting. And I commend them for actually committing and committing early to an extremely compl- complicated but interesting and given real weight queer relationship on this show yeah i'm not saying that they are perfect (laughs) (laughs) no they are not Mm -mm. but they committed early on that they were going to be real people in a real relationship and taken very seriously from that perspective in a way that a lot of other network shows will not do true and that's pretty cool and it also is kind of what we talk about when we're like we don't want perfect representation we want good representation and those are two different things So when we're talking about, like, you know, they aren't perfect caricatures of perfect queer people who, like, sit around and wave their pride flags and just, like, are your, like, nice queers or whatever. It is an an experience of queerness that is authentic and interesting and complex. And they're also slightly terrible people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, queer people can also be slightly terrible. That's a thing that can happen. So That's very true. (laughs) So this fic in particular, I think, is set in something of an earlier season because there's some characters in here that I think um, don't exist in in later seasons based on the wikipedia that i checked because i was like i don't know one name in this and i was like okay who is this but the basic tone of it is that it starts out with ian talking to fiona and fiona's trying to like fiddle with the gas stove to get it to turn on and it just like is not and they're like well fuck nuggets and uh fiona's not happy about anything and ian's like well what's for dinner tomorrow? And Fiona's like, what's it to you? (laughs) And Ian's like, I was thinking of inviting a friend over. And Fiona kind of like picks up right away that this is a thing. Like this is a thing with a capital T. Mm -hmm. Goes to interrogate him, but does like is interrupted and isn't able to. And Ian kind of just like bolts and like backs out of the conversation. (laughs) So, and then like immediately the next thing that happens is it cuts to Ian and Mickey fucking in a field, (laughs) which is like, so on brand <laughs> can i cut in right here and yeah. like really quick ever since uh, so you told me this a few episodes ago and then caitlin told me this when i met her uh, <laughs> where you're like where they were like you've got you were you were saying you've got to read the tags before reading the fic mm-hmm. like that's a thing you have to do and i'm like okay I'll, I'll be better about it now that i know that that's how it's supposed to go so i read the tags and the tags are meet the family family dinner mentions of cock and coming uh, and coming but no graphic sex scenes angst fluff and i was like okay great i know what i'm getting myself into cut to them fucking in the field and i was like excuse me that's more than mentions of cock and coming (laughs) this is a graphic sex scene but okay yep i was like this is this is not 
that tag is inaccurate friend quaffles <laughs> get your life together what are you doing friend quaffles yeah no, no no for sure they have like a sex scene and it's actually taken basic like what i will say about this entire fic is that from my experience of it this is taken right from the show mm. not that it's an exact like writing out of a scene it's just that it fits it fits in so seamlessly with like how the show runs and like the point at which they are in this relationship where they're really like fuck buddies for lack of a yeah. better terminology for it where like ian clearly gives more of a shit about mickey than mickey is able to really give a shit about him mm-hmm. even though mickey like definitely has feelings but is so repressed and is so fucked up on so many levels that like he's not there yet <laughs> <laughs> no uh, and is just very like we're keeping it not feeling z like i'm not your fucking boyfriend any of that stuff and ian raises the possibility in this particular scene of hey what are you doing tomorrow and mickey's like "Eh, whatever and uh, ian's like do you want to come over for dinner and ian is expecting like not a horrifically like hell no response but he's definitely expecting some confusion and probably like a no but mickey like flat out laughs at him and is like what are you gonna cook me dinner are we playing fucking house now like all this stuff he's like really kind of derisive about it which Mm -hmm. takes ian by surprise which, having seen that era of their relationship, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you should have been that suppressed in that moment, but okay. I don't have the context, so maybe I shouldn't talk. <laughs> Basically, Mickey's like, what, am I going to sit down and have a fucking, like, meal where we have, like, small talk with your family? Like, absolutely not. Like, no, we are fuck buddies. That's all it is. And Ian's, fine, like, really mad, like, really angry about it, but is, like, fine. Like, and knows internally he has this whole thought process where he was like, Mickey sets the terms of this relationship and I follow and that's how this is. And if I ask for any more push anymore, I'm like, I'm going to lose the whole thing. And he's butting up against a lot of anger about being in that situation, but he also doesn't really know what to do about it. So he just kind of like accepts it, but he's pissed and he's like, fine, whatever. Like, you don't have to come. And Mickey's like, don't run and cry. What did you think I was going to say? And Ian kind of tells him off and is like, I thought you were going to be shocked and then consider it. I didn't think you were going to sweep it under the rug and he just like pieces out he basically leaves leaves with a flourish of like maybe i'll save this for when you know some i find somebody that actually gives a shit about me and just kind of pieces out and he goes back home and is really unhappy but also (laughs) is like i don't want to deal with my feelings which same ian (laughs) i understand where you're like (laughs) yep um i did make a note where (laughs) at the very beginning my first note is hi ouchies (laughs) 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 oh where it's like ow ouchies but then my immediate next note is ah gentle misogyny my old friend how on brand oh no which is kind of the show right like no one is no one is a perfectly good person or whatever so Ian is, you know, home and Fiona and Lip are there and they like the quote is Fiona ambushes him when he gets back from the baseball field, eyes worn from holding back tears, parentheses. He may be a gay, but he's not a girl. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just a really like it was a really good way of establishing the internal narratives of these characters and like really understanding them and knowing that like they have complex relationships with identity and like complex relationships with all sorts of things and they're not perfect mm-hmm. which is like yeah. interesting like it's an interesting storytelling device to have complicated characters mm-hmm. who are not 100 percent perfect 
So basically Fiona is like, well, I'm cooking a big meal tomorrow. So we on for this thing? And Ian's like, no. And Fiona's like, all right, well, then he doesn't deserve it. He's an asshole. And uh, Ian's all upset. And Lip shows up to try to like, (laughs) try to comfort him. And Mm -hmm. Ian's like, I don't want this from you <laughs> like you're supposed to get like get each other drunk wingman them into a hookup and then make fun of each other and lip is like i guess we're gonna have to go out and use our fake ids to get into gay bars <laughs> Ian's like no this is not what's happening so they just kind of like they leave it at like ian does not want emotional support like ian just wants to be left alone right so then the doorbell rings and it's uh he runs downstairs and he's like half out of it has no idea what's going on because i think he's like took a nap or whatever and mickey's at the door uh oh it's the day it's the day after it's definitely the Mm -hmm. day after but ian was asleep he was taking a nap which is why he's confused now i understand (laughs) and so mickey shows up at the door and ian's like what the fuck are you doing here and mickey's like what do you think get me out of my way so i can have this fucking weird night just be done with it and he sits down and like he's in the (laughs) the living room and ian's just like huh fascinating (laughs) And does probably the most Ian thing that you could possibly do, which is decide he's going to, like, give Mickey some hell in retaliation for being a little fucker. (laughs) And the kids, so, like, Debbie and um, what's the other kid's name? Carl. Carl are sitting around and just, like, whatever. And Mickey sort of, like, looks at Ian, like, don't leave me there. Don't leave me with these children. I don't want this. So Ian, like smiles and just like leaves him to the dogs and that's basically (laughs) exactly what the quote is so i thought that was funny that there was like some real give and take here that was like very fun Mm -hmm. and they have dinner it does not go well (laughs) Nope, it does Uh, not yeah fiona's partner boyfriend i guess this was the guy i didn't know Mm -hmm. um because he doesn't feature in the story of ian and mickey on youtube 45 minute retrospective (laughs) um jimmy basically asks mickey how many times he's been to juvie Mm -hmm. and if you're familiar with the show at all you'll know that mickey has been to juvie several times and ends up in and out of jail all the time because he is a very violent offender yep and they have this very terse conversation which ian is reasonably certain fiona started Mm -hmm. like fiona orchestrated it and just made jimmy ask the question because she didn't want to seem like the mean person who's being like hey so you're gonna go back to juvie you fucker but that's basically what jimmy asks him and mickey's like no anybody who's been to juvie will tell you that it sucks and i don't want to go back uh mickey gets all like defensive and it's a whole thing but overall like (laughs) it actually doesn't go as bad after that point yeah they sort of like back away from that conversation fiona seems satisfied which means like yeah of course she orchestrated it and then uh, the rest of the meal goes goes pretty smooth. And then uh, after dinner, Ian goes up to uh, Mickey and was like, cool, so that wasn't terrible, I guess. <laughs> and Mickey's like, yeah, well, you know, I guess it was fine. And Ian's like, thank you for coming. Like, you know, I can't kind of can't believe you did it. And also it was like really difficult to like show up and do that. And Mickey's like, ah, don't worry about it. I figured if I was going to continue to get laid, I better at least try to do one thing that you want me to do, which mm-hmm. Ian is like, ooh, the first ever concession. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to this with my little grubby hands yes. and hold tight to it. And then they attempt to have sex and are interrupted by Lip, mm-hmm. who uh, is deeply traumatized by this experience <laughs> and uh, pauses a little too long, makes everyone upset. And uh, Mickey runs out <laughs> of the uh, of, the, of the house um, without having achieved anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ian's like, well, that happened. Uh, and he calls him and Mickey is like already 
taken care of his heart on several times over, says the fic, um, but then helps Ian through his own, which is sort of funny. And that's where it ends. It is where it ends. Yeah. Let me see what other notes that I put in here. Was anything fun? Was anything fun? Uh, with regards to that thing about leaving with the kids, I, my exact note was, LOL, he leaves him with the kids like a little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last note, which I stand by, is, this is delightful. Well done, team. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a good time with this one. It was fun. I was very grateful to have some background on the relationship and mm-hmm. where and be able to like piece it into the context of their relationship and likely where they were within their arch because if you are at all familiar with Shameless, you know that their trajectory is very complicated and yeah. they have they go through significant character development shifts over time. Like mm-hmm. Ian ends up having a very real bout of uh, mental health problems related to bipolar disorder and Mickey ends up taking care of him in, in a very real way and like that is a huge shift so this was clearly before any of that like this is early on mm-hmm. when Mickey is still like badass blah, 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 like juvie kid like blah. yeah and they haven't really settled into that yet he's probably still I think he's still going to get married to the weird prostitute lady I think so this was written in 2012 uh-huh so go back eight seasons from whatever the current season of shameless is yeah so there's a comment from 2014 that's like i hope season five talks about this (laughs) so presumably this is season two or three yeah and mickey definitely has like a horrific relationship with his father that like ends really badly yeah (laughs) and like that has not been concluded yet because there's mentions of his dad in here of being like yeah i'm gonna go home and just like you know keep my keep my dad away from me or whatever so like this is a very specific moment in their early relationship that is a fascinating place to drop in i thought it was super on brand for the show mm-hmm. without being a direct translation i really enjoyed it i love as you know by now i love anything that is angst and fluff so you picked this with me in mind i did mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> yeah it was a success my o- i think my only criticism is that the tags were fairly misleading yeah and i mean i think as far as meet the family goes, I think it really fulfills the terms of the tag mm-hmm. for meeting the family while still being really interesting and really sort of like, huh, like that kind of went well and it kind of didn't, which is a very real thing. So overall, I had a good time. You know what's interesting and I'm realizing now is that we both picked fix in which the family already knows the the partner, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know some to greater degree than others but it wasn't like a complete surprise yep we also picked fix in which they are not meeting the parents the parents yeah yeah i was thinking that too which is kind of fascinating so did i mean we kind of wound up in a found family hybrid anyway anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i yeah i mean do you want to talk about this a little bit before i rate it or um i think that everything you said you know kind of hit true and i was so ian and mickey is a relationship that i've been dying to like speak to because and to me i feel like this is um this has a, a rather strong following there's oh, yeah. a, a good amount of fan fiction oh, out there and every now and then i read one and it always absolutely devastates me and i think part of it is that uh when i was coming out when i was a young teenager i had a a you know, fuck buddy, essentially, mm-hmm. for a long time. And he was a little rough around the edges, uh, very Mickey-like. And I think that this relationship just always gets to me in that way or makes me, like, nostalgic about that. So I'm I'm happy that we finally talked about it. And I'm, I'm glad I found a fic that I think is a good intro to it, especially given where they are in the trajectory of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And 
I also I also want to say that despite so yeah it starts off really rough in the dinner with the question about how many times you've been in juvie uh and then it does get better but it doesn't get good yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's still very awkward very weird still family arguments and to me it's just hilarious and so in line with what the show is oh 100 percent agreed yeah cool (laughs) what do you rate it (laughs) i thank you um i would give this like a 4.3 4.3 great love it yeah i had a good time i kind of want more of this like more of this like little like in-depth moment or this in-depth exploration of what this relationship developing relationship was mm. but i also really love how much they gave us in this fic so like yeah i do and i don't i get that it's someone but who has a very great. strong grasp of who the characters are and how they would react in situations yeah yeah it feels very on brand even for somebody who has only seen a segment of the show like a very correct very curated segment of the show i had a good time i yeah i definitely liked it a lot excellent another another great tag another week of great conversation of wonderful fandoms yeah so i i guess that's it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, these fix, these always feel so odd now when we finish the first tag. I know because we, we're like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> and we don't but, immediately launch into the into the other one. Yeah, but That's I really guess funny. this is where we say like Happy Thanksgiving to anyone who celebrates. Yeah, and, and like we recognize that this year is probably really hard for a lot of people, especially like I mean the two of us are in that boat too, and like with COVID cases on the rise, and also Thanksgiving being a complicated holiday for a lot of reasons anyway yeah like we're just sending a lot of love out into the universe to anybody who's listening to this and like i'm trying to give myself some space to be like this kind of sucks and that's okay and like i'm just gonna eat some pie and like may we all give ourselves space and eat some pie you know i could not have said it better myself yay that's good (laughs) all right everyone as always please uh if you if you enjoyed the episode be sure to like to rate to review mm-hmm. share with a friend uh what platforms can people listen to this on Aaron? they can listen to this mostly on uh apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud podbean stitcher mm-hmm. probably google play somewhere <laughs> uh-huh. i Put us on Amazon Music or Amazon Podcast, but I don't know if that's real yet or not, or if I'm going to get sued for talking about it. I don't know. (laughs) Um, The... yeah. I think those are anywhere that major podcasts are streamed, we're probably there because I've just added myself to so many. I've like Because put... we are a major podcast. <sighs> no, I just <laughs> put the link everywhere because I was like, free free hosting. Woohoo and just like went for it. And as always, if you've got any fix or tags even that you want us to read and review, uh there is a Google Doc form that you can find on our Twitter. Yep. You can find on our Facebook. You can Ask it's for it on, on Tumblr. It's not on the Facebook. You can ask on Facebook. Find it on Twitter. Yeah. For sure it is there. Just go to Twitter. Yeah. Go to Twitter. And we, yeah. I, I, happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Be kind to yourselves and others. Yeah. Woohoo. Love you. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.